welcome back everybody to the Dusty Bender Podcast. I am Chance Watson. With you as always, Taylor Wells. Episode 73 coming at ya. Like a like a smack to the face. Or a, a little smack down. Little little tickle from behind, perhaps, or a, a cross Ooh. check to the back. Hey. A lot of good stuff. A lot of a lot of, a lot of vi- physical violence going on in our world today, Wells. Yeah, people are pissy. It I mean, you know, like people it. get a little bit of fresh air, and all of a sudden they're all fucking worked up. It's, it's this. It's, it's it, you know, life moves in cycles. Okay, like we, uh-huh. you know, our our parents' generation, everybody was tough and grizzled, and you you know, it's fucking. Uh, you don't show any emotion, and then we we countered that. So now now I think uh, now we're that's going to be hard harden up a little bit. I think you got to fucking. Pull, in the words of Wayne from Letterkenny, you got to pull themselves up by the bootstraps. Get some gumption. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think people are just sick of being stuck in their house mm. and going into, like, you know, just backwoods nature. Oh, do people... I mean, it just... people still stuck in their up. homes? Is that... I I don't know. I'm from... I'm, I'm in Idaho, and we, we didn't have COVID here. Yeah, even in, in war-torn seattle area mm. we're, we're we're maskless at least oh so. well that's interesting mm-hmm. mm, interesting yeah okay. it's i feel a little dirty still do you, you know i'm like i'm like damn dude like now i can't you know tell you to fuck off under my breath you know people could read <laughs> lips pretty well these days you know i'm really upset that throughout that whole mask endeavor like not one person used it as an excuse to like walk around with like a full like joker mask or you know like a full halloween mask all the time like why 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 didn't one person try to make have fun with this because uh, we have absolutely no gumption in this no world. fucking gumption no gumption whatsoever fucking stand up you're not doing nothing <laughs> honestly so some of my favorite masks though mm. just to kind of get on the mask subject yes. uh mesh masks mm. So watching people walk around with like fucking lace yeah. thongs essentially yeah. on their face, yeah. like just to be, just to just to be a dick, yeah, just to be an asshole, mm-hmm. like whatever, you know. I mean, that's that sounds about uh, right. I I appreciate the assholeness, like always, always, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, if you're if you're just being a dick in general, I appreciate it. But it, yeah, but I mean, as long as you're funny, as long as you're funny, which I mean, is is that funny? You know, I don't know. Maybe it is. Uh, uh, I mean. Yes and no. I don't know. If funny looking, I guess. Like, you know, <laughs> Definitely funny looking, yes. Funny looking people. Um, speaking of funny looking, my fucking elbow is still very much bruised. Dude, how long are you going to bitch about this? I, I think I got this another week thing. at least. I got another week until <laughs> it stops fucking hurting. That's you get clearance for another week. When I can finally... Hey, Doc, how, how long can I bitch about bitch this? Bitch about this? <laughs> well, let me give you a doctor's note for another week. <laughs> oh my god that needs to happen uh i have a very good yeah. relationship with my uh physician uh she might actually do that oh like a prescription sexually to bitch or uh no i don't i don't have a okay. sexual relationship no. with my with my physician i mean 60 year olds need love too uh i don't know how she i mean she definitely if she is 60 she definitely doesn't look 60 like she's oh hey see there you go yeah. you're missing that's an opportunity yeah i <laughs> Everything's an opportunity, Wells. It's always there's always an opportunity. There's always an opportunity unless you're the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, if you're the Seattle Kraken, there's not much opportunity. Well, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna argue here in a second about about 
what we figure is opportunity. But um, I love arguing with you. Oh, it's so great. Tired of tired of one your, of my favorite pastimes. Tired of agreeing with you all the time on everything. Yeah, honestly, in in the uh, you know in the world we're living in nowadays, like I wish I could reach through this mic sometimes <laughs> and just smack you. <laughs> Understandable. Uh, you and you and many others. We'll quit talking about my bald wife, and we'll be all right. <laughs> get your my wife's name out of your mouth. Oh, if she would just get all the other boyfriends out of hers. Uh, yeah, that's and that's what makes it tricky. It is really difficult. You know? It's really tough. Maybe maybe Chris Rock was in her mouth for all we know. I, I would not be surprised at all. Mm, yeah. Um. So the Seattle wait the Seattle Kraken. Real quick, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Real quick, before we jump into this, yeah. I do want to get your opinion. Oh, okay. Yeah. Chris Rock, the funniest comedian ever. No. No. Okay. No. Uh, okay. I believe that there is an argument there for top ten. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I could throw him in top ten. I think that's fine. I think I think top ten is a very solid solid area for him. Um, top five is more debatable. Yeah. Um I mean he but he, I I think top 10 he's pretty some pretty secure in the top 10. I think that's fair. I just I saw way too many people who just started throwing best comedian ever around during this whole thing and uh, I just think it's hilarious. I wouldn't say he's the best ever. Oh god. I no. wouldn't say he's Murphy, the best. Ever. Murphy instantly was 10 times better than Chris Rock. Who? Come on. Eddie Murphy. Oh, dude. Eddie Mur- Eddie Murphy's good. Dude, Murphy's Murphy's hilarious. Eddie Murphy was pretty could, good. You know, I think Bill Burr is better. I think uh, Bill Burr is. God, you could. You, Bill Burr is. You could get Louis C.K. R.I.P. to Norm Macdonald. I know he oh, didn't do a dude. ton of stand-up, Norm but Mc... that guy. Is yeah, he did. Hilarious. He did back in the day. Uh, yeah, back in the day. Back in the day, and not too much pushed out. Lately. No, but like, I think he jumps to the top for me just because, like, literally one of his final stand-up routines was just him talking about dying when he got his cancer diagnosis and just making a whole fucking joke about it. So, I mean, uh, that's, that's the, he's a beauty. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's Norm Macdonald's totally up there. His level, his, his type of humor, like it was, it was just too smart for people. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was too good. Um, yeah. His, to me, his, his, his timing, his timing, I think it's it, super underrated. Yeah. Like timing is such a big, thing. Oh, the, like yeah. I know it was, it was probably one of the most controversial, like I used to, this is a callback a little bit, but like when when I only watched when streaming wasn't a thing and basic cable was king, uh, I was really big on the Comedy Central roasts. Mm-hmm. Like I watched every single one, uh, up until uh, probably Charlie Sheen. Okay, and then I, dang, that's a that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, the roast of Charlie Sheen was really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it was pretty good. Um, but there was one that Norm Macdonald was in. I can't remember who he was roasting. Maybe Bob Saget. I mean, that would make maybe, sense. Maybe. I can't. Uh, maybe. But Norm was there. He was one of the roasters. And I just remember that his bit, like, he was the funniest fucker there, and nobody understood what the fuck he was doing. Like, every, everybody's, like, into it and laughing and having a good time. He's sitting there fucking reading a newspaper. <laughs> whole time. And then when he finally goes up, he makes, like, it, like you know, these roasts, like, they're pretty rough. Like, I mean, in one of mm-hmm. them, remember Amy Schumer, like, just made fun of fucking... Uh, uh, Steve-O, like, right when Bam died or something. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like weeks after. Um, so they're, they're pretty rough. But I remember, but whoever he was making fun of, like, he goes up there, and, like, it, they were the most mundane, lighthearted jokes you could think of. 
like called him Jughead and stuff like that. He's like, you get it, Bob? Because your fucking head's shaped like a jug. And it, <laughs> it just, like it was, it took everybody for a second to clue in, but he was, ju- he was just making a fun of the whole fucking thing. It was great. You're right, dude. It's Bob Saget. Was it really nice? Yeah, um, anybody who wants to, to look up the late, great Norm MacDonald, his bit uh, during the, bo- the roast of Bob Saget was fucking just, it was way too logical for everybody else to understand. What was the, what was his stand, his special that you and I would listen to on road trips? And oh just my God, just yes. Just on repeat, Dude, it felt like. We, we did. Like, that was a trip to Portland where we literally listened yep. to it probably back-to-back times going there and back. Um, <laughs> Norm... Norm McDonald stand up. So you did one toward the end, and it wasn't it. It didn't go so well. Um, mm. Let's see here. Norm McDonald stand up. Might be called me doing stand up. That sounds right. I think so. The battle of yeah, he's talking about the battle of cancer. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Which you know yeah. he was talking such, about his uncle Bert in that, but in you know, now we know that he was talking about himself. Talking about him, yeah. yeah. So it's fucking abnormal cell growth. Was I guess weird cancer? Apparently, oh, I guess that's just cancer in general. Uh, apparently, he was a big know. smoker back back mm. in the day. Like he quit, but you know, if you you know back back in eighties nineties, if you were a smoker back then, you were a pack a day kind of person. That's damage is done. Yeah, I mean, you know, moral of the story is Chris Rock is not the funniest person. He's he's not, and I and it's not an insult because the man is very funny. Um, he is he's his his stuff is is really up there. Um, it's it's good. It's really good. But uh, yeah, yeah, he's you just got to take Twitter people off their peg occasionally. Yeah, and and seeing that when yeah. you're talking about greatest of all time, you got to dig into like you got to go way back now like we're talking like you know is George Carlin in that discussion I think so Oh yeah you got to oh, yeah. you got to th- I mean seven deadly uh, seven dirty words you can't say on TV radio or you know whatever media um that was while while definitely uh you know before our time it was pretty fucking fun Yeah um, No definitely Yeah it was he was up there Rodney Dangerfield mm. was probably Yeah there's definitely I can no I, respect I'm with you. I no probably, respect at all. I know but, I could probably fill in at least nine ahead of Chris. So, uh, I was, I was yeah, curious if you the thought the same yeah. just because your hashtag it, it's, Team Rock. It, it's hard not to have recency by like fuck. Even Robin Williams was pretty funny in stand up. Oh yeah, oh, his yeah. stuff was his stuff was pretty good. Um, yeah, it just you, you got to take that you know recency bias. You know I I love Anthony Jeselnik because the guy takes mm-hmm. no fucking prisoners. Um, Dude, he's fucking ruthless. Yeah, he's he's totally. We we've listened to him too. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, he's he is ruthless. And but that's you know that's the good hallmark of a good comedian sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, oh God, there's probably you know, one more. Yeah, you know you know what's not funny though. What's up? These cracking games. Mm. No, they're they're a sad <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. So you know what the you know what the funny part about them right now though. What's that? That goalie situation. Yeah. Okay, so the Seattle Kraken, just for those who have been living under a rock, uh, are second to last in the West, uh, last in the Pacific Division, and second to last in the league because Arizona and Montreal are tied for last. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, they're bad. They're bad, and they knew they were not making the playoffs a long time ago. Um, you and uh, you, before we even kicked up the recorder, I think we decided that that was probably around when Tanev got hurt. I think that's exactly when that was. That was probably the moment where they're like, "Yeah, we're we're fucked." And it's weird because yeah. it's not like Tanev. Tanev Tanev's a locker room guy, you know. He's a he's. He's one energy. of those. Yeah. He's energy. He's gonna go on the ice. He's trying every game. So like he he brings that energy. Um, it's you know he's not hu- he's not a huge needle mover. Um, I mean I'd rather have him on my team than not. But you know he's he's yeah you know he in terms of skill he's a second third line guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in any case, uh, so we were talking the other day. Uh, what were we talking about? Goalies. Uh, yeah, just in general, just kind of what the what the rest of these games mean for the Kraken. Yes. Like, do they actually mean anything, or is it just completely pointless and for them to even, like, just, just throw out some fucking beer league players <laughs> and rest your guys? Right, like. right. <laughs> um, I think, and you know, as far as, you know, I, I think we were talking about goaltending that sparked that off. Yeah. Um, whether they're going to, you know, play group hour or not. And I, I mean... I guess my point is moot because I I was arguing that there's no fucking point to play him because like the season's over. Who gives a fuck if they if they lose every game? Like if they win every game for the rest of the season, it changes nothing. Mm-hmm. And you yeah, you no, were 100%. arguing from a moral like moral victory standpoint and young guy thing. Like and I and I you're right. Like I I get that, but as I look at this roster, it doesn't look like they're doing that. Yeah. Like, let me pull up Daily Face Off. Like, granted, I don't follow it daily. Huh? Daily on Daily Face Off. Um, yeah. I don't follow I, it daily, I, but as far as I know, there are no, like, what is it? Matty uh, Beneers? Beneers. I, I haven't seen him on the fucking roster. Well, I think, I think we'll hit the nine game mark and the NCAA will be done. And we'll see then kind of what happens. I could definitely see them okay. uh, if the checkers, if Charlotte checkers have room sure. on their roster, I could see him potentially going down there for just a little playoff push or something. I, I don't even know if they're sure. Like, I'm, who, who I mean, knows? looking at this, the only guy that I'm seeing, uh, two guys. Okay, Carson Kuhlman and mm. Cole Lind. Like, those are two call-ups. Um, they're not, as far as I know, they're not prospects. No. They're AHL level guys. They're just bottom six guys looking for a roster spot yeah. next year. Lynn called up from Charlotte AHL. Yeah. Yeah. So not not to let me look at Coleman here. I don't Coolman. Coolman, yeah. Coolman like, will cool. make his Kraken debut Thursday. Coolman was claimed off of waivers by the Bruins. Okay, so I was gonna say that sounds like a Bruins guy. You got a you got a Bruin waiver claim and one so you got one guy. So I'm arguing like unless your bottom six or hell, you know, if six of your twelve guys on the roster are young guys trying to get some experience and, you know, have fun, great. Go for it. But at the moment they're not doing that. Like it looks like they're still trying to, like, well, I mean, trying to win is a very, very weird way of putting it, but, um, cause they're not. And, and I, I, maybe I shouldn't have been so angry about it because, you know, even putting Philip Grubauer in is not gonna win you hockey games. So that's fair. <laughs> like, like, even if they, even if they put their full roster on the ice and try their hardest, it's, they're still bad. So, um, yeah, I, I think I think the only point the only point I was trying to make I think with this whole thing is yeah. you know this is a tryout for next year already, okay. 
And I think in that regard, they are meaningful games for some of these guys. I Unfortunately, I think Francis is going with this pretty much this exact same roster for next year. You know, like maybe he gets lucky and brings in some free agents. I don't think the trade market's going to be that hot this summer. Um, you know, so I, I think in, in general, it's just trying to figure out because you look at a guy like Matty Beneers who potentially could just step right into, say, a second center role. Oh, on this team? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, second, third at least, right? So a middle, little middle oh, six yeah. center. On, on this team, he steps on as one of the better players. Yeah, no, I and I would love, I would love, I mean, if, if, you know, marinating players in lower leagues wasn't actually a thing, like it actually is in the NHL, I'd love to just throw him on that top line. And, I hate and it so much. I hate him, it so much. Let him much. play with McCann and fucking Eberle for, for all we know, yeah, you know what I mean? Fair. I I love our game, but, and, you know, like I, while I don't necessarily agree with the old school hockey mentality, I, I respect it and in many ways, and I understand it. Um, one of the things I do not understand is this, like, this idea that prospects need to be cooked in the AHL. I just don't get it. Like, granted, it's all different. Like, if a guy comes from the mm. NCAA, okay, sure, he needs to learn how to play some more physical hockey, cook him in the AHL for a little bit. But if they've been playing at a competitive physical level, uh, man, I I don't see what the harm is. Yeah, I, so it's interest, It's such an interesting point. Unless you're trying because- to win a cup. Yeah, unless you're trying to win a cup, I mean, if you got a third line center role open for one of these young young centers, then sure, you know, why not see what he can do? Um, I think I think a lot of it has to do with, um, you, you just like especially fan feedback and 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 shit like that. Mm-hmm. I think you look at it like Jack Hughes is a perfect prime example of this, right? Yeah, he he just needed a, a little bit more time to marinate, like. We as fans, and, and, and I'm sure, you know, even within hockey organizations, like, like they get into the NHL and they don't absolutely destroy it right away. We're looking at them already so, when they're fucking 20, 21 years old, like they're just washed up let losers. Me, like, it's just, that's so unfair. Let me give and you, I think, agreed. You know, let me give you a counterpoint on that. Okay. Because hockey is not an, an individual sport. It's a team sport, like like one mm-hmm. of the greatest team sports around, like on the planet. Um, like, and and I think the best example of that is Connor McDavid. Like, it right. just like you can't you can't have a LeBron situation where LeBron goes to a team and immediately makes that team better. It just doesn't work that way in hockey. Like, and McDavid is a perfect example. I don't think anybody disagrees that Connor McDavid is the best player in the league, probably in the world. Yeah, I don't think anybody. It, it's a you know maybe a Toronto fan right now will argue that Matthews is better. Uh, I I don't I think that Matthews is on a better team and is scoring more goals and having a better season. But I I think that no Connor McDavid is the best player. But it's very apparent that he can't you know if you've got a bad team and there's no chemistry, it just doesn't work. So mm-hmm. my my thoughts going back to what you're saying like I think maybe it's not necessarily cooking but it's instead of building teams so it, it, this is like you know like the herb brooks mentality versus the you know old school mentality of like, okay so you come in you got a coach you know say you got a torts you know you got a you got a john tortorella or maybe even a barry trotz where the success of these coaches is reliant not they're not player coaches 
They are guys mm-hmm. with strict systems, and their teams do well if everyone on the team buys into the system. Right. They don't. They their styles do not try to. Um, how do I explain this? Their styles do not are not tailored to making the most of a player's best attributes. Right. They're they're they bring them in and say, okay, you need to now change your game to fit my style of hockey. And I know that made it sound like that's negative, but I mean, I mean, look at Barry Trotz. He's he's the reason why the Islanders have had any sort of success over the last you know ten years, five years, mm-hmm. whatever. So um, there is that, but you know, it's it's as a hockey as a hockey team, like you've got to have teams that yeah, skill is there, but like you also just have to have teams that are having chemistry and work well together. You know, I I think the Blues winning the Stanley Cup is probably the best example of that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't, there really isn't an explanation of how that team went from last place to making the playoff, to limping into the playoffs to winning the Stanley Cup that year. Right. At, I mean, you look at that squad, that, I mean, what stars? Ryan O'Reilly? I mean, he, if even Tarasenko, I think, would have probably been their biggest star. And he didn't I, I, do I, much. Yeah, I don't think he. I don't think he really even they had just, much of a. They just played impact. as a team. They just played as a team, and you see, yeah. you see when like the player. I mean, because playoff hockey and season hockey is two totally different things, and we've seen it time and time again. Like, yeah, Matthews and McDavid can all put up these great, and Ovechkin can put up these great numbers, but when you hit the playoffs and everybody's got player assignments uh, mm-hmm. and know how to shut you down, like it's it it's just different. Yeah, it's very different. Well, and I think, I think that plays right into kind of just kind of what I was getting at. I mean, yes, do do I think the Kraken winning games, you know, Drieger's two and one in his last three games, kind of thing. Do I think that's important for the overall aspect of, you know, Kraken standings? Obviously not, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think it just like highlights the point about you know if this is. I mean, in reality, looking at that roster for the Kraken, that's probably 90% of what they're going to have next year, Ugh. right? And if you think about it like that, like, you have to fall into that line of, well, these guys need a little bit of confidence and need to be playing, you know, well together kind of thing. Uh, not to mention, you know, is Sprong a guy that stays on a third-line role next year, right? Do we bring him in, uh, keep, him, keep him on the roster? Is, you know, is Vince done the power play quarterback that we need or or are we looking at you know say number two number two or number three in the draft this year and we're taking a guy a kid like nemec or you think uh, the kraken you're a check you think the kraken you know? try to take a swing at somebody like john klingberg or you know like a like oh yeah 100 percent. okay all right 100 percent. yeah and and i think if they didn't uh we all need to have questions right because i think you know Vin, Even Vinny though, Dunn like is, is good a hockey player he is. He is. He's he's not your power play quarterback. He's not. He's your second. Yeah. Yeah, he's your second power play quarterback. Yeah. I, honestly, like for me, I think, I think if Francis wants to keep his job, um, this team needs to have a little more success next year and bring in guys like Klingberg. If you can get those kind of free agents, you have to go for it at least, right? You have to at least show like, hey, this is what we, we offered him. Um, you know, we just, we couldn't get any of the free agents. So unfortunately we are in like, and then accept it, right. We're in full rebuild, rebuild. Um, you know, hopefully Eberle has a decent year and we can move him at the, at the deadline or something. Right. Sure. 
Um, so I think I think there is still a ton of implications for these games. Um, Drieger is a perfect example, I think, and because we were talking about goalies, Drieger is a perfect example for me. He is, I mean, in his last three games, he is proving if he continues doing that towards like the rest of this season, uh, he needs to be pushing Grubauer for starts every single fucking game Agreed. next year. Agreed. Until Grubauer shows Hackstall and, and all you know the Kraken fan base that I am the number one, um, Drieger, you know, if he has a good rest of the season, if if he has a good rest of the season and Hackstall still doesn't give him a chance next year, then your then fingers need to be pointed at Hackstall, right? Like, there's <clears throat> excuse me, there's a ton of implications that can come from these games, um, and I think I think that's kind of more or less where I was going. Uh, but yeah, I, the thing with the Kraken is at the same time is. A, like a like every other organization, they don't really have this minor league. No. Um, you know these young guys, right? Ready to ready to kind of come up and, and the, things like is, that. Besides is there an AHL years. team ready to go next year? Because uh, they've been borrowing from the checkers. Yeah, they've been pretty much just splitting games with the checkers. I'm sure. I'm sure Carolina and the checkers are getting some very nice uh, monetary oh, value sure. out of that. The, but the new um, the new the new AHL team should be. I think they they didn't do it this year because their arena wasn't ready, but they should be ready to go by next year. Let me see. I th- for some reason I forgot I what saw... even the, are they like the something done like the Firebirds or yeah Coachella Valley Firebirds. I there you go. I hate that so much. Uh, arena is expected to be complete in late 2022. So okay, I could I could see them you know potentially playing in. I don't know what's going on in Coachella Valley besides you know big old drugs. concert venue. a lot of drugs and dr- and drugs so many drugs. Um, you know, so I don't know where they would play if they would try to play at like a, a cl- uh, you know, a close rink or uh-huh. something and try to split with, say, you know, I don't know, Portland or, uh-huh. or you know, Winterhawks. Uh-huh. I, I don't know what they would do. But um, yeah, so so that will help. Right. Because they can start bringing in some of these free agents and don't have to split an AHL team with, uh, you know, with the checkers with Carolina. Uh, so that, that'll help them then. I just I think right now, like we can't look at them similar to other teams where we go. They're, all their young guys are coming up, so this does kind of mean something for next year. Like what they're doing right now is what they what honestly the only thing they can do is just see what they kind of have for their current roster, mm-hmm. you know. And then and then you know, I, honestly, Maddie Benier should should make that team honestly in a third third line role. I think next year. Um, but I think yeah. So so yeah. But I mean, looking at Drieger's last three games that he's played, because because Hackstall finally was just like, oh well, you know. Let me, let me see what I have in my attendees. He is two and one with four goals against in three games. That's fucking stupid good. Um, that I mean, yes, it's a small sample size, but he he's honestly proving like, yes, I was hurt a little bit this year, but I deserve to push Grubauer next year for a lot more games because, uh, un, you know, without coming out publicly to say that they were tanking for a majority of the season, they they basically, you know we're promising us fans that, you know, we're, we're, we're serious, right? We're, we got to try to make a push for the playoff, you know, like that's, that's the spot that they were in. So um, yeah, if that's, if they're, if they're going to have that same goalie tandem next year, which I think contract wise, they will, right? Uh, Unless somebody wants to take on Grubauer's massive fucking contract. Which nobody will, unless you're maybe, you know, Ken Holland or something. (laughs) Um, Yes. Yes. Uh, If I I was uh, Big Dick Francis, I would be definitely calling up Kenny Kenny Holland right now. Oh, yeah, 100%. I would have been calling him up already Mm -hmm. at the the deadline. I would have tried to sucker him into something. Mm -hmm. I would. Uh, But, yeah, so I think, 
yeah, Krakener an interesting case, but I think you're right. I think, I, I think, I think standings wise and stuff like that, it really doesn't matter. But I think there's things when you start digging into like team morale and like uh, the entry draft and uh, you know what that team might look like next year contract wise. Daniel Sprong's a perfect example, I think. You know, we we kind of have to still take these games kind of serious just to see who who might actually be on this roster next year mm-hmm. if it because it needs to be reshaped yeah. it has to yep. right so like figure out who's gonna who's gonna be there and, and Drieger pushing for those games is a huge you know w- would be a huge statement so um yeah Kraken are Kraken are interesting that they really need to hit on this draft because if everybody is saying this is what Francis is good at and these players you know they, they pick a bunch of players that I mean don't even show up in say five years uh, that's that's a failure. I mean, he he he'd be long gone by then. But, yeah, um, you know, yeah. So yeah, Kraken, Kraken are, are really interesting. It'll be really interesting to see what they do at say two or three overall in this draft. Uh, if, I, I personally think they'll probably go forward depth up front. Um, but man, there's there's a couple good right shot D right towards the top five. I think that really need to. They need to look at it, especially if Dunn. Uh, Dunn's been year. playing a lot better. Oh but, man, I, I mean, yeah. it's because the, the thing that we never like really dive into is like the contracts of these people. And mm-hmm. I mean, okay, Eberle's on year three of a five-year contract. Wenberg's on a first year of a three-year contract. Donato is a free agent after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared McCann just re-signed. Uh, Riley Shahan is not long for this team. Uh, Yanni Gord. Let's see what Yanni fucking third line center right now. Um, Yanni is year three of a six year contract. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, these guys are on fairly short term deals, you know, like nothing too long that makes anybody like McCann, the McCann and Grubauer are the only ones that they've long term committed to. Right. That I'm aware of. I'd be, I'd be interested to see what Shorts' his contract is. No, um, but but I really I really do think just be- McCann and Gord especially can can move over to that left wing really oh, quick. Shorts Shorts is on year one of a five year contract worth four yeah. point uh, no f- uh, five point five. Yeah, but I mean I mean I mean if you think about it, you know. <sighs> You could probably already start making arguments for the top six, if not the top nine for next year, right? Just based on those contracts. And, you know, mo- being able to move Gordon McCann potentially over to the left wings of, of lines one and two oh, yeah. opens it's, that up a little bit. I you mean, know? if I had to just blind so. guess right now, we're looking at for, uh, for top six in some jumbled order is McCann, Eberle, Wenberg, Gross, uh Yuck. Matty Berners is going to step in there. Maybe Tanev and Jaden Shorts. Yeah, uh, Yanni, and then you know throw Yanni Gordon there probably for Matty. Yeah, it just it depends what Matty looks like at camp, but yeah. I think he instantly makes that top six a lot nicer. But yeah, so I mean they're you know they're playing for contracts and stuff, and and I think it really just. Yeah, like a great name you brought up was Klingberg because I think Klingberg is for sure someone that they need to go after, especially with apart from Dunn and, and uh, Susie to a little bit of a lesser extent. Mm-hmm. Nobody on that blue line can score. Sounds like he wants. Sounds break. like he wants the big bucks. Which, Susie? No, or uh, Klingberg. Klingberg. 
Yeah, I definitely, I don't think he's in the, definitely shouldn't be in the Hamilton Darnell Nurse, like, 9 million area. No. He should, I, no. I think he's probably, for me, he's Wait, did you say million. Darnell Nurse is worth $9 million? Is it he 9 million? I'm pretty sure. Okay, Darnell he might be getting contract. paid $9 million. That might be a Kenny Holland contract, but uh, he is not worth $9 million. Nine point two five million. Dude, that is that is disgusting. That is hello. If I was an Oilers fan, I would be finding Kenny Holland and having a stern talk in the streets, giving a stern talking to to him. Unreal. Eight years, seventy four. There you go. That is. Oh my God, that is so. How old is he? Uh, He's not too old. I want to say he's only like. Uh, 27 is the Wikipedia. There you go. Darnell Nurse. So eight, nine more years. No, eight more years. Fuck, that is... I don't know about that. I don't like that at uh, all. It's just too high. I think, I think honestly, like, three million of that is, is what he brings physicality-wise. He's just wise, not... Like, you just... <clears throat> let, me, let me use, a, like, a more famous example. Like, he's... he's of, of the Chicago winning teams, he's not Duncan Keith. He's Brent Seabrook. Mm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? Yep. And but they're paying him yep. Duncan Keith money. Yep, exactly. It's craziness. It is that is disgusting. I don't I don't like that at all. Um speaking of things that Ew. are disgusting and I and, and I don't like at all. Um well actually there's a few things on our list that I, that, that fit that fit fit that segue right there. Um <laughs> uh, we could talk about PK Subban trying to murder a man. How about let's talk about PK Subban blowing his defensive assignment <laughs> goes across providing the providing them pri- providing the providing the Islanders with a two on one to go essentially jump some young fucking rookie. <laughs> Unbelievable! All over this guy w- is Wallstr- just- Oliver Wallstrom's just like skating down the ice for a standard you know zone entry, and he's just like, "What the fuck is happening right now? What the hell? What is happening?" I laid a hit, uh, like I laid a normal hit, like. Yeah, I. The, of, I mean, there's always arguments for every single angle that you can ever see. Oh, I watched that Wallstrom hit. It's look. If we're gonna start, if we're gonna start making arguments that the Wallstrom hit was dirty, uh, I don't even know. I don't know anything about hockey anymore. Just remove hitting from. Yeah, the NHL. just stop. Just get rid of it. Like that's it's horrible. So, it's we won't spend too much time on this because a the New Jersey Devils are terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and B, P.K. Subban is washed up. Um, I know that the Devils were trying to get rid of his contract. Um, you think that – could this guy, you know, be useful, like, on a, you know, a cup team? Oh, Maybe, I, like, as a depth he's defense. He's a liability, yeah. dude. Yeah, you're right. And I, he's probably – and he's not, like, contrary to what he would want us to believe. I don't think he's a locker room dude. In fact, I think they're probably cares. sick of him. He carries a cap hit of nine million as well. Oh, okay, yeah, he's not going anywhere. No, um, yeah, God, he's getting just... paid a lot of money to be a mediocre to bad defenseman uh, on the Devils. That's unreal. I mean, I mean, yes, if his contract wasn't nine million, could he go and play a third line? You know, pair him with a defenseman who can actually play defense. Sure, he just needs to retire and go back to like. Like he could be, he needs to be the play-by-play guy in Nashville. Like go back there, throw the fedora back on, and just be the play-by-play guy in Nashville. I mean, 
That's not a bad plan. I think so. I mean, that over to him? I have watched him a little bit uh, when he did, you know, he was on ESPN for a second being a commentator. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not bad. Like, he's very personable. Well, he's, yeah, he's very outgoing. Yeah. It's so, I think that that's, like, that's that's good. Like, I think that's, I, I don't know. I think he's just, it's it's funny. We're talking a lot of shit about him, but hey, who won the Subban Weber trade, huh? Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh man, I think they're both losers. I mean, they are both losers. Like who who knew <laughs> who knew that that trade would just curse both? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, at least the Predators passed the curse off. Montreal just yeah. sat on the curse, and they're like, "Yeah, we we like this." Yeah, I mean, honest, honestly, back to the incident. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's just bush league. It is. It is. It's, it's just full blown bush league. Like, is. okay, I, I get it. You want to protect Hughes. Like, I understand that. I totally understand that. Um, if you, yeah, Hughes I mean, if is a big at, Hughes is a big boy, and that was a clean hit. Right, and I, I think, I think that's you know, and, and we'll bring it up shortly. The other two that we want to talk about, but I think that's that's where that one's slightly different. And is, let's like let's add one element to that before you continue. Uh, they're both skill players, like. Wallstrom is not a big guy. Like, right. Wallstrom, a skill player, laid a a clean hit on another skill player. Like the like if those two fight, it's okay. But yeah, like, I mean, like their fists aren't actually going to hurt each other, no. so they're going to be okay. Right? They they got they got silky mitts. Like that's they're going to be okay. Uh-huh. But right. you know, like you it's. <laughs> You know, like, would you? Can you imagine, like, fucking Tom Wilson running over there and just fucking pounding the shit out of Wallstrom? Yeah, I can. It's called Artemi Panarin. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It's very fair. Um, yeah, it's 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 honestly it's a terrible look. It's a, it's a terrible look for PK. I, I'd be really surprised if he def, if he didn't. And he won't. He's. I mean, looking at what player safety has done this year, I don't. He's not going to see any sort the, of gains. They're the worst. They're, they are the absolute worst. Like, yeah, I don't, it's, there's just, I'm convinced there's just a giant wheel that they spin. Oh yeah. There's definitely, and it's just a dartboard. Yeah. Dartboard wheel. Like you, you spin the wheel and then the wheel says three darts and you go, okay. And you throw the three darts and whatever it lands on, that's, you know, ma- maximum fine. Okay, cool. Like $5,000. Hey, nothing we can do guys. The wheel knows the all. Wheel. Dude, the wheel is the last. They're so word. they're it's like it's like they're laughably bad. Like oh, it's yeah. it's so bad. I don't know how you can be so bad at your job and still keep it. I don't understand. Um, that's America for you. Well, that's very accurate. Um, but yeah, so I I don't. This is just not a good look for PK. It's not a good look for the Devils. It makes them look like sore sport. You know, sad. Mm-hmm. You know, our season's bad and we're frustrations getting to us and. It's just not a good look. Um, Islander season's bad. I mean, Islander you know, season's it, bad, but they don't have any like, fucking goons. Matt Martin is the only one that kind of throws a little and bit. And Martin's Martin's day is done. Yeah. So it's just it's one of the, it's just yeah, and, and and it's it's slightly different than a few of the other ones. Like uh, Wallstrom's gloves do come off. Uh, Wallstrom turtles like he's supposed to because he's getting jacked in the face by right. a guy who's much bigger than him and. Honestly, does, you know, does I don't know how many fights. It is, I mean, it's not like Subban fights every day, but he's just, he's done he's it. Kind of dirty. I mean, he's yeah. He's just he's not. It's he's not a nice guy. He's not coming over to just say hey. Yeah, he's been a, he's been that. a gritty defenseman in his life, and and right. that's and fighting is part of the job description. Whereas Wallstrom, like, 
with how much Barry Trotz hates him, like if it was up to Barry Trotz, we would only wheel Wallstrom out for like shootouts. So, yeah, <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. I, my my favorite my favorite take on the PK Subban thing was uh, Jay Beagle was getting way too much attention for for being cheap, and he wanted to kind of. Uh, you know, step right in and, mm-hmm. and remind people that he's slew footed like three or four dudes right. this year. <laughs> so let's get in. Let's get into that. Let's jump to the other. Uh, we've got. We've got. So we've got the PK thing. Uh, you th- and you don't think he's going to see any anything? Oh God, no! I mean, okay. they're going to look right at the Beagle stuff and just say we did it for this one. Sure. So, but I mean, but like you said, the 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 absolute just random. Right, because the decisions third, for player safety, he could get a thirteen game for all we Because the third one we're going to talk about with Hall, like, just I, it makes all of this, it makes no sense. Um, right. Anyway, so jumping over to that uh, Ducks Coyotes game. Uh, mm-hmm. First off, I mean, kudos to to Zegers again, uh, pulling off a a pretty impressive Michigan. Yeah, um, going around going around his buddy um, to get the goal. Was it Sonny Milano? Yeah. Yeah. Going around so s- I'm, curi- I'm curious what you think of of the Michigan. It seems it seems like some of the old you know mm. old men yelling at clouds. Yes. right now in Tor- the NHL. Oh, Torts is Torts is livid. You know yeah, it. Yeah, people you know are it. hating it. People on Twitter that are you know over the age of fifty. Tor- are Torts really would not Torts it. would bench the fuck out of of Zegers. Oh, yeah, would Zegers would have had fucking six minutes of games yeah. since his first one. <laughs> <You> would- <laughs> um, what do I think of it? I I think. That okay. Let's put it that it's somewhere in the middle, I guess. Like on one hand, uh, more more toward being okay with it. So mm-hmm. uh, I I do understand the worries of it being abused, but mm-hmm. on one hand, like look, the Michigan it, it, the the reason why we celebrate and we think it's cool when it happens because it's a rare thing. It doesn't happen every game. It doesn't happen every ten games. Uh, right. In fact, uh, the majority of the teams this year had no Michigan goals. True. Um, by an overwhelming, like only only like two teams, maybe. Right. Um, and that's because I'm forgetting other than Zegras. Uh, so I, I'm as long as it's below the bar and every, you know I I get it and you know what it I'm okay with it again also because if you're playing your defensive coverage and you know what you're you like you can recognize it like it's even the best even Zegras when he does it like he's got to have time to set it up. Mm-hmm. Like you can't give him that time and space, and he, when he does it, like you know it's happening. And right. if you recognize, the only reason the Michigan works is because no one knows what it's happening. Right. Like you do it, you pull it off because oh he's behind the net. What could he possibly do? And it's just natural hockey sense to not defend him. You start cutting off pass options. Mm-hmm. You know, one guy goes in. You know, one guy needs to go behind the net to try to flush him out so he's not there forever. But it's more often than not, you need to start cutting off his options. And it's, you know, you let your guard down. You don't think that anybody could do something from behind the net. That's why the Michigan works. It's, it's a surprise play. But right. if you know it's happening, like, it's, it's not hard to stop. Yeah, defend it. Like st- Play like, defense a little bit. Right. All you, like, you don't even have to push the guy. Just, like, hit his stick. Just be cl- just be in the vicinity. So, if, I mean, if you're thinking yeah. about it yeah. from Sonny Milano, Sonny Milano almost ruined it. Almost defended it. Right, right, right. You just have to stand there. Yeah, you have to literally I, just stand there. So, yeah, and I, I'm kind of with you. So, it, but in a different a different sense. Okay, go ahead. Uh, for me, I, I'm all for these goals. Yeah, right. I think 
I think, you know, it's just it's another way for these goal scorers to put the puck in the back of the net, which is literally what we all watch hockey for. Sure. Um, so, I, I mean, I don't I, I think from that standpoint, hell yeah, go score, go score that goal. I Like, you know, if the puck's in a perfect position, is it that hard to scoop it onto your stick and bury it into the back of the net if nobody's defending you? I mean, right. Arizona, I think, their goalie and all their D were on the I other side. I think what it is, the old man perspective is like the fear that this will be abused and then, you know, Zegris will pick up the puck on his stick behind his own net and then right. just lacrosse his way down the rank. Like he's not just gonna get fucking flat. Right. Like it's like obviously like anybody like if he's if he's twirling because again he can't bring it above his head otherwise it's high sticking. So right. if he's just sitting here at shoulder level, you know, moving, you know, twirling the puck back and forth on his stick to keep little momentum going so it sticks to it, someone's gonna fucking lay his ass out. And if they don't, you just you deserve to get then, scored yeah, on. Yeah, then you deserve to get scored on because like right. that's it's again it's not hard. Like again, you don't even have to put a body on the guy; just hit his stick. Like it's not like it, it it's, right. it's sitting there. Like all you have to do is just knock his stick a little bit, and it'll fall off the stick. Right, and and for me, for me, the the point that you know, where I kind of sit in the middle is, it's not as entertaining as the first couple times. Um, you know, now it's it's kind of more of just a regular goal. Yeah, like just they it's they scored a goal, and that's and right? that's and that's the old people's theory, is worry is that it's not novelty; it's going to become part of the game, and we're going right. to have you know a Michigan every game. And right, and who, and who gives if if it's your if, okay? So if, if if this is Clayton Keller isn't injured and he picks it up and does the Michigan in this exact situation, not a single person on the Arizona Coyotes or on their fan base is going to have a problem no, with look, it. It's, it's literally just your team did not defend right, against this, right. so now I'm pissy. Right. And that's bullshit. And go, it, go fucking cry somewhere else. Exactly. Go change your diaper yeah. and call it good. Like, like it's, it just, it's so ridiculous. We've talked about how it's not hard to defend against, and honestly, it, I mean, if that's... It, it, <laughs> if you're getting a Michigan goal scored against you every game... You have defensive problems. Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah, uh, the, 100%. The, wor- the worry that this is going to... See, that's the problem. Is like, again, we've mentioned it's... Not every player can do this. Mm-mm. It's it's definitely a skill play where Zegras, I mean, is literally, like, you know, practicing this all the time. Maybe two, three players on each team. Yeah, maybe, at least. And then... Yeah, the circumstances have to be perfect, and like I said, this doesn't happen. The, these games were that happened. What was the first one? What game was the first one? Uh, Who are they playing? So I think Canadians was his first one. Okay, so yeah, so I mean, shit. I mean, so shit the Canadians games. and the Coyotes have been victimized by the Michigan goal. Wow, and the and the Michigan assist. And the Michigan was assist. Buffalo. Yeah. Like, the, the Michigan assist was Buffalo. So. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. So, who, who, wow. Wow. You know, who, oh, who would have guessed? Uh-huh. Um, any, and especially, like, Zegris is, uh, and he's not stupid. Like, uh, he's a young kid. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. But, like, he's, he's stupid, like, you know? Zegris is yeah. not going to, like, if, say in some miracle world the Ducks made the playoffs this year, there's no way in game one that Zegris goes behind the net and he's like, I'm going to fucking go for this right now. There's no way he yeah. wouldn't. He wouldn't even think about it because it's playoff hockey. He's got a guy on him at all times. There's no. There's no way in a playoff round you're going to get that much time to pull this off. Any, what do you, I mean, what do you think the odds are we see any Michigans in the playoffs this year? Uh, oh, I would take. I would, if I was a Vegas bookmaker, I'd put it at five thousand to one. Five thousand to one that there is one at all. 
there is one that there is a Michigan goal scored in the playoffs. That's I think that's pretty damn. Oh, good. I would take I would take the bet. You know, I'd throw ten right. bucks on it just because of the the odds. But there's I don't I don't I just don't think that's going to happen. So not so not this- only not only would the player not think it's a good idea, but I think even the most you know accommodating coaches would probably be like, dude. Like, hey, no. You, yeah. <laughs> we have other options. but Right. We've got other options. And and again, we're all sitting here talking about it with Zegris because these worked. And we're, you know, mm-hmm. we're like, it's it's a rare thing. But like, say, like, we're, we're it's like, it's even worse. Like, say Torts is the coach of the Anaheim Ducks right now. Like, Zegris scores it. He's still in trouble. Imagine he yeah, tries it and doesn't score. Oh yeah, it's definitely he's like sitting a couple. Games. Oh, he's he's watching he's watching the next two games from the fucking press box. Uh huh. Yeah. Like, don't so, ever I, try that shit, kind of thing. So I, I mean, I guess kind of I mean, you're kind of answering what my next question was going to be. Okay. So one of the big things was this was uh, quote unquote hot dogging. This was quote unquote. Uh, what's the other one? He said like skill. Um, Skill showing off or some stupid fucking comment because Tyson Nash is a dipshit anyways. <laughs> I've been saying it for fucking years. The guy's an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, I when I was watch fucking Coyotes games, I can't stand him. <laughs> and you're a Yotes a fan. Tool. They're I, like I mean, I followed the Yotes pretty regularly when I lived down there, right? So I mean, would you still say they're like your second, second or third favorite team? Uh, no, oh. I really like literally the day we got up mm, here to all, Seattle, I was you've like, lost it. Okay. I was like, ah, that team fucking sucks. Okay, yeah. all right. fair enough. A bunch of tools, yeah. right? Right. Um, but no, so it's to me like okay, yes, it's it is a skill move. Uh, so is dangling someone and going and scoring. So is someone because that's the best option. They put the puck between their legs and beat the goalie. Sure. You know what would have been short side or you know right. Um, like it's the same as that shit. And to look at something like the mission again and go, oh, he's just being an asshole. No, he's just scoring a goal. Like, go fuck yourself. Um, so from from that standpoint, it's just, I mean, it is a skill move. So right? let's, so that, but it's it's got a place in the game. I don't I don't see why not. Sure. So and that and that perfectly segues us into the uh, Troy Be- Beagle. Uh, so Jay Beagle, Jay and Beagle, Troy Terry. Right. Jay uh-huh. Beagle and Troy Terry. Um, so yeah, first off, like it, it gets confused cause the, the two events happen in the same game. Uh, this was right. not in retaliation to no, the, the Michigan. In fact, I think the Michigan happened like a period before. Yeah. It was, it was the third goal of the game. Yeah. It was so five zero game happened a while. It happened a while ago. The, the, the fight that breaks out and the ensuing, uh, ass kicking that, yep. uh, Troy Terry takes, uh, happens at the end of the game when like, uh, who's in goal for them now? I don't even know who the Coyotes goalie is. Uh, it was some other rant. It was their backup, technically, like at that point. Rant, uh, is that his name? First name, random, last name, backup? Yeah, it's like okay. it's like random Prostavov or something. I don't even Gene- fucking know. Generic dude. faceless prick. Generic, yeah, got it. Generic pad-wearing sure. Sure. player in the blue paint. Yeah, he just goes and sits in a white room and eats white toast. Uh-huh. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, um, Yeah. Uh, somebody went in and poke-checked. Uh, I think it was Terry. Uh, I was a Z actually. Oh, oh Z. Okay, uh-huh. so goes in and poke checks, and uh, the Coyotes took offense to that, um, arguing that you know it's a five zero game. Stop trying so hard, um, and which ensued into uh, Beagle, pretty much just the wires crossing and going after Troy Terry, who I Troy was doing the poke checking, right? Uh, so Zegris was poke checking. Oh. So 
Yeah, so the whistle hadn't blown. The puck is uh, arguably you can't tell from TV. Sure. So if anybody if anybody is arguing that he poke checked it when it was fully covered, you don't fucking know. Sure. You're an idiot too. Um, so I I will say I mean there was there was a poke in the crease. If this is men's league beer league hockey, <laughs> sure. If it's five zero, and I poke if I try to poke the glove, you know poke the puck in the fucking crease. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm probably getting checked from behind, but I also know that a lot of the guys at beer league know how to fight. They're not Troy, right. thirty goal scorer Troy Terry. Um, so, so, so how did Troy Terry get roped into that? So Troy, Troy just came and he did. He came from the corner and he came from the corner and, and to join the scrum because Zegris got cross checked pretty good from the back. So ah, I, so Troy Terry comes in yeah. to defend Zegris and ends up crossing right. mitts with and, Bagel. Right, and and Troy Terry, who's 120 pounds soaking wet, <laughs> went in there, and uh, I love Coyotes fans saying he threw a punch. No, he didn't. You, you've never been in a hockey scrum if you think Troy Terry threw a punch. He went in there, and he, he went in a little high. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I'm not going to be a total Anaheim homer here. Mm-hmm. He went in a little high to a scrum, um, you know, 5-0 game, and it's a scrum. Should there be a fight? No, because it's 5-0, like – you know coyotes are pissy but like be a fucking professional sure anyways so i mean terry basically goes in there and, and does not like that the zegers got checked from behind or you know, cross checked from behind which is totally fair um but what ensues is beagle basically you know does i do i think he knew who came in and and kind of whitewashed him with their glove and you know got into the scrum uh yes i mean he knew he, he was on the ice with zegers terry and sunny milano of mm-hmm. all fucking people mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, basically what ends up happening is Terry doesn't drop his gloves and Beagle proceeds to be an absolute fucking madman, fourth line piece of shit and yeah. starts beating up, you know, a 30 goal scorer. And I think that's where the problem is. Right. Um, and, and, but not to say that Terry, Terry didn't play a role. He did. Right. I mean, you know, you go into a scrum and even, even Cam Fowler said uh, after the game, he said, you know, you go into a scrum, you got to know that there's a good chance that someone's going to, you know start trying to fight you right, right? um and and so what terry didn't do is terry was trying to like be, like it almost seemed like he was trying to get a hold of beagle and be like what the fuck are you punching me for you know and like give him the big old bear hug scrum kind of thing and, and, and beagle just had a free fucking right bomb fair. he's like i'm on the coyotes um, i hate this uh-huh i i haven't been relevant since i was on the capitals before they <laughs> right you know, right my wife my wife is happy ago. i'm gonna take it out on you Right, yeah. like I didn't eat my Wheaties this morning, sure. and it's five zero, um, and so he just proceeded to beat the living shit out of Terry. Right, and 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 in all honestly, in all honesty, and this is why bringing up earlier the Wallstrom thing, Wallstrom went down. So Wallstrom basically was like, "What the fuck?" And Wallstrom did throw his gloves off, which is a different story. Mm-hmm. Um, but he went down. He he realized what is this PK Subban coming across the ice. I, it's not like I'm going to win this fight. I'm just going to go down because sure I hit this guy clean, but you know, maybe I need to answer some sort of bell. Uh, whereas Terry kept his gloves on and just didn't go down, right? And and uh, Z, Z was Z was wrong in the fact that I think in his after-game presser, he said, like, Beagle kept hitting him while he's on the ground. He didn't keep hitting him while he's on the ground. He kept hitting him when, unless Beagle is seeing complete red, right. uh, he knows Terry doesn't have his gloves off. He knows it is Terry by the sure. time he's thrown fucking six haymakers at the side of his head. And... He knows Terry isn't fighting back. Like, right. be a fucking professional hockey player. 
and just throw the guy to the ice or you know what I mean? So like, I, I think this what, is on Beagle. What it's, these it's what these incidents bring up and, and it was brought up by your buddy, the announcer. Like he, he was trying to be, you know, like, oh you you know, you try to stunt with these, you know, skill guys. You gotta be ready to take them. And I, I don't his comment is just I I hate that it's leading into the conversation I want to talk about because I think that he it was very clunky. Mm-hmm. Like it made no like uh, your description of that was perfect, and I, his like it didn't make any sense, um, his description. But I think it does open up the idea of like this idea of when star players get hit, or like you know like maybe just the return of old time hockey. Like is is that mm-hmm. a thing that we still want now? Like Subban went across the ice and hit Wallstrom and started to fight Wallstrom because he went after a star player. And if that happened 20 years ago, we would have been all for it. We wouldn't have thought twice. We about wouldn't it, have yeah. thought fucking twice about it. Not at all. Um, right. In this particular system or in the, in this instance, uh, we definitely wouldn't have thought anything of it. In fact, that it would have been like kind of a, like if this happened 20 years ago, this would have been a Dean Youngblood moment where, you know, Dean Youngblood is tearing it up, but he doesn't know how to fight. So now, Troy Terry's gonna take the summer, go back to the farm, and punch a punching bag in the barn. Come back Just and get beefed up for Beagle next. Yeah, year, and learn right? and learn how to fight. Like that's that's hockey. Um, so it, it just goes it goes against the new school, old school. Where like one of the best, and, and I will make that argument. Like one of the best thing about hockey was that it's it's this perfect balancing act. Like it's mm-hmm. you have to have skill. You can't have just a bunch of fucking plugs on the team because otherwise, you know, you're young guy's going to fucking walk you. Um, but it can't be all skill players either because you can get muscled out. Right. It's, you have to have a good balance and you have to have players that can do both. And some of the best players in the league are ones that can do both. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, not that we want to give him too much credit, but Todd Bertuzzi. Mm-hmm. Like the guy's known, he's known for a good, as a goon, mostly because he almost killed somebody. But at the same time, the, the guy had hands. And he could score goals if needed. Uh, Chris Pronger is another good example of that, um, where where they you know they could have that balance. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's it's a it's a situation where you know the league has moved toward cutting down on goons. Like the rules have you know basically tried to phase them out, uh, so goals can go up. And we can even talk about that because goals are up this year. Um, yeah. Uh, and that's just a that's a, just a you know skill is going up you know more often than now hockey players are the best best athletes ever in the sport and arguably in any sport um, they're getting better and the rules that keep goons from keeping them in check are getting stricter and stricter mm-hmm. you know like it, it again it's you know somebody Zegris <laughs> try imagine Zegris trying that in 2005 when playing against like the New Jersey Devils with Scott Stevens on the ice. He's probably getting two-handed. In <laughs> <the head. laughs> like Troy Terry is Troy Terry knows not to do that because he will, he will lose teeth uh, doing yeah. that. And, and we see, so we laugh about that. Like now the new age hockey is like, Oh, he's fucking goons. Like they're not good enough. So they got to goon it up. Like, I understand that argument, but there's part of me that's still like, but that's, but that's what hockey's been. Like hockey's yeah, it, always been a battle of skill versus brawn. Right. 
and I, and I I am definitely I'm always going to be in the crowd. Fighting is fighting is part of the game, dude. It is. Like, give me a good fight. If I go and I go and pay money and I go to the fucking arena, I need I expect to see at least one fight, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's that mm-hmm. is part of the game for me. Mm-hmm. A squared up two heavyweights or two lightweights, honestly. Sure. Right? If you mean if you think about it like yeah. that. Yeah. Two people in the same bracket fighting Clay- each other. Clayton I Keller goes out there. Day. Clayton Keller goes out there and throws the mitts down with Troy Terry. You better believe I'm fucking right. cheering that shit on. Damn exactly. Right. And 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 Keller beats the shit out of him. <laughs> Terry, you know, Terry was expecting it for one, and Terry fucking deserved it, right? Uh, so I'm I'm totally okay with that. I do like my goons to have a little more skill uh, yep. nowadays. I think that's a fair argument to have. Uh, Ryan, um, Reeves. I, Ryan Reeves. Ryan what, Reeves. Like like he. I mean, now he's on the tail end of his career, but like, right. as he was going along, he realized that he had to, like, he had to be able to put up eight to ten goals a year, right? And I understand to anyone that doesn't mean much, you know, in a league where scoring is up, and even you know, we we look at somebody like Thomas Tatar who has been consistently putting up twenty goals a year, and he's like, yeah, you know, he's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So like, I think. I th- yeah, I think I think where my issue is 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 these wire crossed moments that we see. Yes. Um, where especially if it's if it's goony shitty, honestly, Be- Beagle's a shit player. He's not a good player. Um, not anymore. You know, anyway. I mean, he, was he ever? I mean, he's the third line tops guys. He's never been that. good. He was a player. role player on that Capitals team. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that argument. Um, what I what I don't what I don't like seeing, and I think that's the whole. That's why this is a big thing. Is uh, a guy like that essentially taking advantage of of someone that's a 30 goal scorer he's not a superstar like Sigrist said he's no. not yet um but you know that's where i have a problem is jay beagle is a pro he's been in nhl fights he's been around the league he knows to stop he knows to not throw his gloves off when it's troy terry and start beating the shit out of him um that's that's where i have an issue and he should he should have at least seen a fine i think it's i think player safety is a joke um, well obviously you know is and, and the people saying, well, Zegers should have poked the goal. This is Zegers' fault. Well, fuck yourself. Okay. These are grown fucking men. And Beagle has been around the league. He knows not to go flying in because Zegers was essentially just in the crease. Um, the poke to the goalie is not, it, it wasn't even, it was nothing. It was basically, there's a little bit of a puck showing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go try to get it out real quick. And it's not like he was digging and moving the goalie. He barely fucking tapped sure. it. Sure. And, and Eagle cross-checked the shit out of him. In today's so, NHL, I agree with you. Again, but yeah. you and I were raised in early 2000s hockey where it's it's hard for me to make the... It, it's hard for me sometimes to make the trip. Like, uh, in the moment, like, I have to remember that it's 2022 and, and mm-hmm. hockey's different than what it was when we were growing up. Like... Because initially, when I watch hockey, it's it's still with that you know childhood mentality of like what we were raised, and it, like again, you, how you mentioned, you go into a scrum, it's the number, dude, the number of times where I was just you know everybody crowds around a goalie when some whether it was our goalie or their goalie, and I took fucking you know stupid low cross checks to the back of my spine, the bottom of my spine, mm-hmm. like it, it's it's not one of those forward cross checks, it's one of those down cross checks, right. Like where where they're trying to hit your tailbone, basically. Yeah, they're trying to get your pants, the flap yeah. of your pants. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The number of those where uh, from somebody that I didn't even like know was behind me. Uh-huh. So, yeah, exactly. And, right, and and that's and while while I sit here, it sounds like I'm complaining. I'm not. Like I, that's the game. Yeah, that's the game. And I so maybe I'm saying like both 
parts have merit. Like, on one hand, yes, Jay Beagle needs to recognize that, you know, you don't you don't go up and challenge, you know, Zegris or Troy Terry. You find somebody that's in your own weight class. If you're frustrated, mm-hmm. go find fucking, uh, I don't know any goons on the fucking ducks anymore. Well, um, they fucking traded them all off. Yeah, that's there why. you go. So, but you find somebody that's in your own fucking weight class, and if you want to swing away at him, shh, okay, I, I'm a little more sympathetic. Um, mm-hmm. Somebody that's actually going to swing back. So, um, and that's even going back to old school hockey. Like oh, even even in old school hockey, like it's all about like it, there was this you level. You know your weight class. There was this right? level you of respect. What, you know yep. what you're hitting. Exactly. Yep. There was a level mm-hmm. of respect where you did not go after. Like skill guys, yeah, you get. I mean, you can give them some shit, and you can be rough you with give them. Give them a little slash every once. Yeah, in a you while, give them like, rough, but like right. full on fight. Like you, it just, it just didn't. He knows happen. better. Yeah, and, it just doesn't happen. And it's gross. It's gross from the player safety. It's gross. And and, and to be in, it could be completely honest with you. I mean, Twitter's not a good place to go try no. to have a legitimate argument. No. Um, and then Coyotes fans on top of that don't know shit about hockey. So, um, um, <laughs> so but, to, to put a bow on that, like, I there. there I'm not saying that Beagle's in the right in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but what I'm saying also is on the Terry side of things, like as somebody who was, you know, on his best day, a good hockey player. Mm-hmm. On my be- more more often than not, if you averaged it out, I was probably a, an average to sometimes below average hockey player. Um, but you know, on my, on my best day, I was a good hockey player, and I you go in those scrum. I'm I'm not a big guy. I definitely was a, a, a at best a playmaker at sometimes. You go into those situations, you're you're expecting you, like there's always the thought in your mind that shit's gonna hit the fan. Like it all yeah, all fair. it takes is one dumbass to make a shove, and then that shove pushes somebody into somebody else, and then now everybody's swinging. Yeah, you get clocked by yeah. fucking some dude out of your weight class. Yeah, and, and I get that, and I think I think it's interesting because like you and I know how to go into a scrum, and I think right. I think that's where Terry went wrong. Um, right, he should have skated away. He should have went to right, the bench. Well, well, good on him for honestly, like you know, protecting Zegers. But it's not. It wasn't. That's not. But that's not. That shouldn't be his job. It should never be his job. Like there's if anything. There's three other guys on the ice that are not him and Zegers. Somebody else needs to go up and stick up for for Zegers. Hundred percent. And I think I think the other side, and this is the last thing I'll say because yep. I could go on about this shit all day. Fucking Solani. Uh, fucking Timu Solani needs to go. Getzlav needs to fucking go up there. Like I would rather have. If Getz, if Getz was there, it, it would have been a problem. I would. Beagle, I would have rather Getzlav goes out there. Beagle. Beagle's not a. Beagle's not a good fighter. Right. I would have rather had had, had 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 Getzlav go out there and handle it. Yeah, but I mean, Getzlav's hurt right now. But anyway, so but the other part of it is Beagle then proceeds to go and try to punch Jamie Drysdale in the face as Drysdale's being held back by another coyote oh i didn't and see that honestly honestly that so it's just it's a combination well, of all this fucked. shit for me that's fucked yeah that's and fucked. it's a combination of all this shit for me and, and jay beagle to basically just skate away and, and honestly his interview on it it was it's embarrassing for him in the league he's it was embarrassing um uh, and then and then Tyson Nash on top of that is just an absolute fucking loser with his his comments literally on air. His comments were absolutely fucking. Yeah, depressed. it was. He he mis he misread the situation. He was looking at it through way old hockey men mentality. That um, guy's an idiot. I, I just don't. It's I don't know. I I feel like hockey hockey needed to change. Like there was the you know we grew up in the dead puck era where mm-hmm. like there was a lot more like this the the speed of the game was going up. But goons still had free run, so like skill guys just couldn't 
there was, there just wasn't enough room out there because even before like even if you if you thought about touching the puck, Scott Stevens was coming in to take your head off. Uh-huh. Like it you know <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So so yes, I'm I'm okay with the rules flexing a little bit. Like I I get that to a degree of like okay, we needed we needed to protect we, there needs to be some rule protection here for our faster guys so we can get more goals in these games. You know, this we don't want this to be soccer where everything ends 0011012. I get that. So I'm okay with that, but on the same on the, on the same token, what makes hockey hockey? It probably it probably frustrates you like it frustrates me to no end, but go, anytime you go up to a person who knows nothing about hockey, but they're trying to be nice to you like when you say you play hockey or you like hockey, what is what is inevitably the one thing that they say that they know about and like about hockey? Fighting, of yeah, course. a fucking uh-huh. and I and, and it ironically it makes me want to punch them because <laughs> what? Cause, oh, you want to do it right now? Look, any hockey player is gonna <laughs> say that fighting is an integral part of hockey and it needs to stay. But we hate when like there's there's much more to the game than fighting. There's there is fifty eight other minutes in a regulation yes. hockey game. Yes, it's it, yeah. and and I'm look, I'm still like I'm okay with going back to the days of like bench brawls. Like I I miss those. We need more of those. I think that that's if you combine the high scoring with just letting a little bit of old time hockey in where we can still be physical, I think you're going to have a great combo for the sport. But like right. if it goes too far, so we already saw it going too far one direction. Like we already saw it in the early 2000s where you see the puck and like like it back doesn't in the matter, you just punch everybody. Right. Like it, it didn't matter. Like it back then, like you were literally scared to touch the puck because your life was in danger. Right. Uh, you knew that you were taking, you know, a slash to the back of the shin or, you know, you right. Walking the... down a dark alley at night. <laughs> <laughs> How fucking dare you? You pick up the puck in your D zone. God forbid. Yeah. So it, there was, it was not good. It was, it was, it was too much. Mm-hmm. But, um, but if we go too far, this other direction, where you might as well just not have hitting, and then it's not hockey. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think there, we have to find a way to find the balance, and player safety is supposed to be that balance, and I think they dropped the ball on, honestly, on all three of these that we kind of had lined up to talk about. Well, let's talk the about the last one, so. because, I mean, it doesn't, and it, it honestly requires the least amount of time for us, but uh, uh, Hall, Taylor Hall uh, recently tickled a guy uh-huh. in the face, yeah, with his rude. with with his phalanges. It was very rude of him. It was very rude. He like he gave him a little little, little four finger tickle to the cheek. Uh-huh. And, and a little uh, wet willy. Yeah, a little wet willy with the gloves on. Uh-huh. Um, probably what, who was the guy who was the victim of this horrendous crime? Oh, just another former coyote, Ilya Labushkin. Ah, yes, Ilya Labushkin. Uh, Labushkin obviously uh, was murdered. Was yeah, yeah. He's yeah, he's, he's dead. Yeah, he's, he's dead. <laughs> He's on is, indi- have we checked on him? Is he, he dead? He is on long-term <laughs> IR. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, it, it, it just goes back. Like, I mean, if, if you're curious about it, go check it out. Like, it's it's nothing. Like, it's nah. – but because it's head contact, the – And it's NH- against Toronto. And it's against Toronto. Uh, the NHL um, the NHL board needed to it, – it, it's like the one – like, they don't know anything about their job, but they sit there and they wait for head contact. They're like, oh – Thank God there was head contact. We know what to do with this one. Yeah. 
Like there's they, they everything is the dartboard and the wheel except when there's a head when there's head contact and they're like oh thank God and they pull like the the dusty book out that's just got one page that says suspend him. <laughs> Larry, wake up! We got a head contact. We, we got, got a head contact. Today. Cool, suspend him. Good. Ah, thank God. <laughs> I don't know five thousand dollar fine. Larry's just hammered, <laughs> hammered drunk at nine in the morning. Yeah, five thousand. Uh, well, that's, yeah. Well, so, we can't yeah, charge so, him anymore. Yeah, sounds right. Right. So basically, Hall Hall got. It wasn't from behind. It was boarding, though. So he got boarded. Uh, I don't even know what the score of that game was. I think Leafs were actually up quite a bit. Um, and Hall t- kind of took precedence to it. A skill guy, right, taking precedence. It, in all honesty, it looks like he goes to grab his shoulder to turn him around. Yeah. And just misses. And, yeah. you know, barely cups his ear. Um, someone did point out that the guy coming out of the box for the Bruins uh, does get his stick in between Labushkin's legs. And so I, I'll, I'll give Labushkin the the benefit of the doubt that that's why he went down and you know twisted a fucking. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying that there's not a penalty like here, right? Uh, of some kind. Like I, I understand right. in this in this modern day of NHL where they have to like the NHL has to walk this line of doing the best they can to limit head contact and head damage while also not admitting that concussions lead to CTE. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, I just my favorite my favorite take on this whole thing was was Toronto fans basically saying Hall, this was as close to Bertuzzi as you can get. Oh my god! And then the other the other one was uh, as long as for as long as Labushkin's out, Hall should be out because he dangerously blindsided. First off, why is Labushkin out? I don't even think he missed a game, dude. Okay, so he's fine. Um, yeah, oh, it, this happens, yeah, it, it's because it's Toronto, and player safety is based in Toronto, and it, it God, I, for a fan base that literally gets everything all the time, I've ne- they always bitch, like, they complain that they're the ones that get picked on, it's like, no, you get everything, <laughs> like, the hockey world is centered around Toronto, and I just don't understand why they they want to bitch so much about something that, like their team is fine, and I, I don't know they they get calls they're, it's they're bad like they have the there's nothing to blame like when they get you know when when they inevitably lose in the first round again like it's not because they get bad officiating, right? <laughs> I uh, it's just uh, yeah it's that one for me like. I, I would have I would have been okay with Hall getting a one game, and the reason being is some of the similar ones. I think Larkins Larkins was brought up. I think it was even earlier this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So He's... I would I would have been okay with a one game for Hall because I think you like like we're talking about that would have been at least setting a precedence for player safety. Oh well, but of I mean, they, of course they didn't. If Jay, if, um, if Beagle or any of these guys want to fucking take a swing at Jamie Ben, I'm okay with it. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Serious, I, I just, seriously, I, I and I really mean it. Like, fuck. Like, as much as you hate what's-his-face. Kane? No, well, Kane. We both hate Kane. But, mm-hmm. no, I was talking about the guy that you, like, really hate that was with the Capitals. Oh, uh, Garrett ha- Garrett Garnett ha- Hathaway? Yeah, Hoth- uh-huh. Hathaway. Yeah. Uh, fucking, like, I fucking uh-huh. hate Jamie Benn. Like, he, uh-huh. he is a washed-up star who has nothing left in the tank. He can't move. Like, he's not a difference maker anymore. And... All he does is go around like it, he's he's sexually frustrated because he can't please any woman by not going down on them, and uh, tough life. And because of that, every time he sees Dylan Larkin, he for some reason needs to cross check him in the back of the fucking neck. Yeah. 
Fuck yeah. that guy. Jamie Benn sucks. Seriously, fuck uh, Jamie Benn. Labushkin missed one game. There you go. Okay. Wow. Woo. Whoa. And then played twenty two the two nights later. Twenty two minutes the two nights later. So I think he I think he is okay. I think he was just kind of embarrassed by his wet willy. Yeah. Well, that's definitely fair. Okay. Um let's let's move off of that. I think I think we've sufficiently covered that. Um I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh some good news. I mean, I guess good things we can say about Toronto. Uh Matthews. Tearing it up. Unreal. Unbelievable, dude. Uh what fifty three goals now? Fifty four in sixty four games I just looked up pretty good and he even missed a little time too that's unreal dude missed a little time he won't have a full season under his belt and he's still gonna probably run away with the rocket richard i don't know if he's even ever had a full season under his belt maybe not has he ever played 82 games i just don't feel like it i, feel I like doubt he's it always hurt and and nowadays i mean that's not uncommon that's true he gets 70 and you're feeling pretty good yeah you, you, that's that's a decent season um, but if, i mean if you're gonna score if you're if you're gonna score 54 goals in 64 games you could miss you could miss a couple yeah Jesus yeah he's Christ, yeah so he's, he's doing just fine um the the maple leafs are they're hot right now um yeah playing some good hockey and and i think it's because they listened to our podcast and they finally just did what like they're they're winning hockey games you know six to two six to four like yep. it's that's okay like it's it's still a W, right? Like don't listen to the hundred old hockey men panel in Toronto. That's like we need to get we you know we need this team is losing because Wayne Simmons isn't kicking enough ass. <laughs> like it's no like stop trying to get, the, and maybe that's just like a philosophy of like I, I have a different philosophy of coaching uh, as opposed to the next guy and something like that. I think you and I are pretty close, but like philosophy of coaching like. I believe it should be you create a system in which it gets your players utilizing their best skills. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't mold them into your system. Yeah, I think I think you take a little bit of what you you know. I mean, there's uh, there's a reason that the head coaches get paid, and it's to to take that as a hybrid, right? So you want to you just you don't have a guy like Austin Matthews and expect him to play against the top line and shut him down like that's that's literally not what he does right it's like torts like is austin matthews the one that needs to go fucking four check into the into the offensive zone every time fuck no no like i don't even want him doing that so like you know but then but then systems and stuff like i you know i want to be the person who builds a little bit of a power play setup to where you know austin matthews and and marner can go kill it yeah and that's my point is is there there I wouldn't say they're. I wouldn't necessarily classify them as run and gun. They're a little more solid defensively than that, but I mean, this is a this is a team that's not. They're not going to try to shut you down. Like this mm-hmm. is a team from first puck drop to last buzzer. They're going to try to outscore you. How many goals can we score? Right. Like if if we score seven, it doesn't matter if we let four in. Right. Like that's we. It, that's that's how this is going to work. And like I said, it, it's. Well, I mean, come playoff time, we'll see if it actually works. I mean, it's it's right. The danger, the danger of that is if you don't have a deep enough team and you shut down the right players, the offense dries up, but you're still letting in four goals. Right. So that you can start you start losing games four to one, four to three, that kind of thing. Um, but if you can keep the scoring going, that's great. And I think, and I would just, in my opinion, I wouldn't try to change the makeup of the team. Like I'm, I'm not going to force. You know, I'm not going to force Austin Matthews to, you know, drop down to 20 goals a season so he can play better D. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just yeah, not. No. 
you know, like no, you need to put I want him scoring 54 and 64 right, games. Right, exactly. And like that's what if you've got a talent like that, then you need to create a team around him that's going to going to make everybody better because of it. Right. Like right now it's it's not that the problem with that in Edmonton is like you've got McDavid who's better than Matthews but is surrounded by Leon Draisaitl and no one else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I, mean, I, I do not. Settle, I think is at fifty, and then the next closest is like forty-eight, maybe. Yeah, even like my my That's fellow my fellow Spokane uh, Spokane brother uh, Kyler Yamamoto. Like I, I do not envy skating on a line with Connor McDavid. Like it's that it's too much pressure. Mm. Like getting on. Like on one hand, it's it's very flattering and and like oh my god, I got to skate with the greatest player on the planet. And then, and then you realize, like, oh shit, I gotta skate with the greatest player on the planet. I, I gotta, I can't be a total plug. Right, guy. I can't, like, like, the like the guy moves at a thousand miles per second, just you know, skating two. Like he doesn't even need to go into speed skate, like where he's one stick. Like he can skate faster than most people, two handed stick handling than many people can. You know, full on no puck, just skating hard. That's craziness, dude. It's it's insane. And if I was Kyler Yamamoto, I'd be. Be like fuck, like, like oh, the pressure. Oh, he's going back up the ice again. Right, like, God oh, damn it. fuck, yeah, oh, all right, god damn it. You know, he's so like, step on me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's just gonna run my ass over. Yeah. I'll stand in front of the net. You can bounce it off me, whatever. Uh, um. So yeah, I it's I think that that's that's good. Uh, now, does this work for playoffs? I don't know. Um, I think we've seen we've seen examples of both. I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, trot trots is a good example. I mean, like I said, it's never perfect. Um, but Trotz is a good example of making his players play into a system. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the one year that the Caps won, like, if you think of Ovechkin, and obviously age is a factor, but think of Ovechkin now versus Ovechkin in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Like, early, early days Ovechkin, you can picture it in your mind right now. Like, Ovechkin cuts through the center of the ice, makes a veering left cut to the left side, and he does that stutter step, like, move around the defenseman on the outside, and then cuts in for a goal. Yeah. Like that, or he's just cherry-picking. Well, that too. But, like, that was his move. Like, he would, he would come in uh, with some speed, cross the blue line, and then you've got the D-man, and he would do this stutter step thing where he cuts to the outside because he's left-handed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cuts to the left side, burns around the oh, guy wait. with his speed. No, he's righty. All right, so right side then, um, burns around the guy and and would make a dent and then just snipe the tendy. Happened all the time, but it was apparent that even though you know Ovi's putting up forty, fifty goal seasons, the team wasn't benefiting from that. Yeah, no, I and and it just yeah. I mean, you watch Austin Matthews play though. I mean, this this guy is actually He's good. he does put in he does put in some work too. I mean, like. You know, but he knows his role, right? I mean, he's, you know, he's never going to, he's probably never going to win the scoring title because he doesn't, you know, get secondary assistance shit. He's, he's sure. the fucking goal scorer, dude. Like, that's right. what he's yeah. there for. That's his job. Um, yeah. So, yeah, unreal season. I saw someone, uh, some ex-hockey player. I don't think it was Pronger. Pronger's on Twitter now, though. It's just hilarious. That's interesting. Uh, someone said that, uh, basically, an ex-NHLer said they just, it's not, out of the realm of possibility for him to score score 70 goals in a season at some point. That is just asinine, dude. That is nuts. That's some fucking old-school Gretzky, Lemieux, you know, 
that era of hockey where that shit was even possible and right jesus like right it's, it's craziness to think about it nowadays it is so let's um let's move into another topic so um actually this is a perfect segue so we're talking about toronto uh toronto's next game i believe they're taking on the florida panthers after beating the tampa bay lightning six to two yeah um they're on a little florida road trip uh florida has clinched a playoff spot first team in the league to do it uh, which i mean you know at the it's we're April 4th, and they have a playoff spot. Uh, it is, is, is a good way to put it. It is crazy. Um, Florida is pretty good, um, and I think there's an argument there to say that they are the best Florida team. I know oh, yeah, that's 100%. Con- uh, oh, I wouldn't say it's 100%. I'd say it's definitely an arguing. Like I would say that. I would say they're better than Tampa, but I'm, I would, I'm sure that there's some. That you would be the a, argument, yeah. Yeah, there's an argument there for sure. Yeah, um, I think I think I think the thing is is like if we're looking at if we're going into the playoffs based on the regular season I'm look so at this far. Team. I'm gonna look at this team. Keep I talking. think Florida Florida I think is better than Tampa. I think they're deeper. Yeah. Uh, a forward group. I think they're deeper. I think Tampa have obviously has a better goalie and and uh, D set up. So I mean that's a very good you know back and forth there. But uh, yeah, Florida is a is. Their goal differential is plus 83 this year. That is just beyond. Incredible. That's okay. incredible. So tell me a little bit. So I'm, I'm looking at Florida's roster right now. Um, before I get into it, these injuries. Uh, Marcus Nudavara, what does he normally play? Uh, he's like a third D pairing. Okay. Uh, Aaron Ekblad? Uh, that's a first D pairing. So that's a tough one. And I, But I do think he so, – uh, DJ actually had him on his fantasy team, and I think – I think the consensus was he was probably going to be ready for the start of playoffs, if okay. not a little bit into the first round. So. Uh, Patty Hornquist is like a third liner, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then uh, Akari? Achari? Yeah, Noel Achari. He's probably third or fourth. He, okay. So when those guys come Ekblad's back. That's their big miss. Yeah. Okay. So when, when these when these guys come back, these, these, but like Carter Verhege, Barkov, Duclair, solid line. Hubedro, Bennett, Giroux, man, that's you could argue that that's one of the top lines in the league. Mm. Um, Sam Bennett is having a hell of a resurgence. Right. Um, Giroux is seemingly fitting in right in with Florida. Oh, God, he's been good already. Yeah. Yeah, he's already killing it. Um, this third line, uh, Marchment has been surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. Um, Anton Lindell's fine. Sam Reinhart is fine. And then this fourth line, which which I mean, you know, Lombert, like these guys probably won't be here when. Patty Hornquist and uh, Achari come back, but mm-hmm. you know you've got Joe Thornton on this on this fourth line. Fuck man, this is stacked. Like this is this is a playoff caliber Stanley Cup winning deep team. Yeah, and I I love their mixture of vets and you know younger guys and then guys in their prime like Barkov and Huberto. Like they and and not even to mention Reinhardt. I think they they just they have such a good mix, especially up front. Mm-hmm. It's too bad Ekblad is is hurt. And honestly, and Ekblad and Uyghur as a nice, uh, you know, one-two punch on the back end. And then oh, they're this well, team even is even unreal. with even with Ben Chirot, Chirot joining the team. I, I mean, I I have my thoughts about that. I don't. He's he's just a filler until Ekblad comes back, and then yeah. he kind of pops down into that second D pairing. But yeah, a team is a team is stacked. I didn't even hear you say Barkov. Did you say Barkov? Yeah, Barkov's on the first line with uh, Verhegi yeah. and Duclair. I declare okay i missed that god i bet oh. okay hold on i'm I, i'm giddy i want to see the first first power play unit huberdo 
Sam Reinhart, Barkov, Claude Giroux, and Mackenzie Weger. That's so stupid. Oh, my God. That is, That's a very good team, yeah. That is a very dangerous power play. Fuck, and second, I think, second power play is not even bad either. You got Verhage, Sam Bennett, and Duclair with Marchman and Montour. Like, that's yeah. not a bad second power play. Yeah, and I think you you start, you know, if you go back to the freaking puck stoppers too, like, Bobrovsky, you know, he's having a decent season, I think. You would you have him on your team. So you you, you're, more, your wish, if you're a Florida fan, you're wishing he's a little more consistent. Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah, he's he's having a bounce back year, you would say. But I think you get into the playoffs, and if he starts faltering at all, Spencer Knight is just right behind him, who's yeah. had a, a little bit of a wishy-washy year, but it's been so much better lately. Sure. That, you know, God, you, you're feeling really good about that. He play, and he played well in the playoffs last year. That's true. Yep. So I, I'm, not, I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about uh, Florida at all. Um, they, are, they are a solid team. I feel very confident about my early pick for them to win the Cup, mm-hmm. um, like my bet-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as... As far as points go, I mean, just focusing on Florida here, they're at 102 points, 69 games played. There's, it's an 82-game season, so they could easily, you know, get even higher. Uh, do you think that, well, Colorado, and amazingly, amazingly, they're not even the team that has, they're, in, they're not even the lead for the President's Trophy. That's Colorado, mm-hmm. strangely enough. Yeah, Colorado has the benefit of being West, <laughs> Worst West conference. Yeah, West yeah. West is a little weaker, but that's fair. Um, but yeah, it's team is it's, sick. Yeah, it's gonna be they're they're a wagon, and mm-hmm. uh, that's gonna be a team to watch out for. I would, if I was uh, any team in the, I would I would be if I was a wild card team, I'd be trying very hard not to be a wild card team. I would hate for them to meet Tampa in the first round. That would be that would suck. Be really un- it would be really unfortunate because we would lose one of those two teams, which I, would be really fun to see how far those two can go. Um, I do think it's Florida and Washington. And Washington's just not. I just I don't I can't see them beating Florida. No, um, no. Washington is a shadow yeah. of what it once was. Yeah. So they're. I mean, they're a playoff team, but they're just not. Yeah, they, it's they're they're done. I think that they're not going to. Yeah, that's that's basically written in stone. I don't think they're going to catch. They're almost ten points behind Tampa. Um, yeah, it's going to be Washington and Florida. That's a good point. God, look at these. Look at these last or the, the Atlantic. The top three in the Atlantic. The last ten for each of those three teams is eight and two, eight and two, eight and two for Toronto, Boston, and Florida. <laughs> Those well, three just, are just so okay, hot right we, now. It's we met, we mentioned in the last episode, like, it's it's easy to do that when, fuck, look at these goal differentials. Like, the top one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine teams in the league are plus four, and then the next line is the Columbus Blue Jackets at minus 38 goal differential. <laughs> Red Wings are minus 71, Buffalo's minus 55. Like, like these, like, the good teams are good, and the bad teams are really bad. Yeah, the East is hilariously fucking lopsided is that's so weird so i i think we, we won't spend time on the east too much because we wanted to talk about the, the west is way more interesting yeah definitely i i st- i still stand by uh vancouver has really cooled off so i think I, I'm, I'm gonna go on a limb and say that they're out uh but i Agreed. don't i i really don't think yeah I mean, three three four and three in their last 10 is not gonna get you in the playoffs yeah i think there's i think they're out it was a nice and i guess boudreaux's on a one-year contract which i just don't, I don't maybe I especially es- especially weird, um especially if the so the golden knights they're on a five-game win streak um but they also hit a road trip 
um, where they play back-to-back Seattle games and then back-to-back Vancouver games. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the schedule worked out that way. Like, literally, Vegas played back-to-back games at Climate Pledge. I mean, like it wasn't money, even it was it wasn't even a home and home. Like they played mm-hmm. and stayed in Seattle and then played again, which is you just don't see, you don't see that very often in the NHL. Right. Um, they won both those, and then they just beat Vancouver in an overtime game, which doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily help them. But it's they need the, if Vancouver does not split this series with Vegas, they're done. Right? Because they're I mean they're literally battling Vegas for that spot. Yeah, I really I really think I I could hear the argument for Winnipeg sneaking. Uh, getting a little bit spicy and starting to make a run, but mm. I really do think that last spot is between Vegas and Dallas. Six and four lost their last two. Uh, yeah, which would have I, put them at which would have put them at eight and two before that. So I mean, they they were hot, I think, for a little bit there. But and Dallas Dallas has games in hand though. Um, yeah, that's rough. I don't I don't know about that. Um, yeah, and I think Nashville's fallen off a little bit more too. So it, really, the wild card race. Is it? It's not over yet, you know. No, like it really I, does. It's it's really between Dallas, Vegas, Nashville, and Edmonton to a degree. Yeah, um, and I'd, I mean, I'd look at LA with two games in hand there too, as you know, not, yeah. not safe. Edmonton, Edmonton is on a four game win streak, but they're they're one broken shoelace away from going on a four game losing streak. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, they're what they the are hell? yeah I, it, they're they're one Connor mcdavid breakdown away from not or mm-hmm. or a mike smith you know breakdown um right. so we'll we'll see how that goes i i think that that's it but um colorado is safely in minnesota safely in i would say um st louis is pretty much in calgary's in uh la is i mean yeah uh, theoretically they're only two wins ahead and they've got their everybody's got games in hand on them so um, don't expect them to stay in the second spot for very long. Yeah, I mean, looking looking at LA's point percentage, I mean, they're point five nine seven. They're right with Dallas and just ahead of Vegas. So, I mean, they're they're not in, they're not they're not set by any means. I don't think. And I, don't, I really like I said. Me, I think on the let me last start one, looking at some let me start looking at some schedules here. So, like, yeah. I mean, I mean, we we've we focused on Vegas a little bit in this in this podcast, and I guess we can do that to a degree. Not only because of favoritism, but because like I, I mean, they are the bell of the ball at this point of you know the team that's trying to claw their way back in. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at let's look at Dallas's next games. What do we got? Schedule. Um, okay, so Dallas throughout the month of April road trip or something. Oh, they have the East teams coming through. It looks like yeah, huh? they're they're on home for the most part. What's their home record? Is it good? I don't know. Are they decent at home? Maybe. Home, they are twenty-one nine and one, so that's pretty okay. good. Okay, all right, so that stacks in their favor. Um, roster or schedule-wise, it's about fifty-fifty. I mean, the yeah. Islander the Islanders aren't a give me, but they're they're out of it. Uh, Toronto is looking for every point to, to stay up. You know, they don't, they don't want to play Boston in the first round. God, no. Um, New Jersey's a gimme. Chicago's a gimme. Tampa's not. Minnesota's not. Sharks still have some fight in them for some reason, but you know, they're out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they got, then they go on a Canada road trip, Vancouver, Oilers, Calgary. Uh, only one of those three is going to be a, you know, a, any tough easy time mm-hmm. um and then they do a homestand uh where seattle vegas the coyotes and the ducks so ooh, uh, that's 
favorable that's a nice little win streak. Yeah, favorable tonight, schedule so. for all for them uh, to to is wrap to up the year. Out? Yeah. Hmm. So okay, uh, Dallas is Dallas is decent. Um, let me take a look. Let's take a look at uh, who else is in it. Should we look at Nashville? Yeah, take a look at Nashville. Okay, let's take a look at schedules here. Schedule. All right, schedule. They've got Minnesota, Ottawa, Florida, Pittsburgh. Yikes. Uh, San Jose, Oilers, Chicago, Blues, Calgary, Tampa, Minnesota, Calgary, Colorado, Arizona. Ugh. They, There's not a lot of freebies in there. No, like for every every two or three hard games, there's a one easy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a rough schedule, and they're and they're bouncing all over the. Well, they're more home than not, but yeah, uh, that's interesting. I don't know what that's all about, man. That's gonna be, and when they just they just lost to Nashville or they just lost to Buffalo. It's not a yeah. good. That's not a. That's not a game you want to drop. I I have a feel of just hearing their schedule, and I'm glad you pulled that up because mm-hmm. it almost see it almost sounds like they might they might be the, be the weakest link. drop. Yeah, they might they might unless they get hot out of nowhere. Like all right, Vegas' know. schedule. We got Vancouver. Coyotes, Vancouver, so three, three relatively easier games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Calgary Oilers, Oilers. That's going to be a bitch of a game on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be playing for something. Uh, New Jersey, a gimme game. Capitals, they'll be they'll play them hard. Uh, Sharks, that's going to be you know, they they historically kick the shit out of the Sharks. Um, Dallas, that's gonna ooh. right at the end of that schedule. Man, their third nice to last game. game is against Dallas. That is gonna be such a fucking close. Oh, you know how game. the numbers are turning out. That game's gonna be meaning something. Yep. Uh, and then they end with Chicago, St. Louis. So, um, it's not a bad schedule. More more often than not, it's easier games. Yeah, I think. I mean, if you're looking at those three teams, I think Vegas probably has the easier schedule. So far, yeah. Yeah, then I would say Dallas and then Nashville. Nashville is I, – I really don't – I don't like that schedule at all. I don't them. like the schedule for them, so I, I That's kinda, a tough schedule. Kind of um, thinking they might be the – they might be the – Might be the – is, yeah. is that your pick yet? Yeah, I have a feeling because, I mean, if you look at both Vegas and Dallas or – I mean, Dallas is one point behind uh, Nashville with the same amount of games, so. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Edmonton is – San Jose, L.A. on the road, Colorado, Wild, Preds, Knights, Dallas. Knights and Dallas back-to-back at home. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, not back-to-back, but, you know, two games in a row. Um, Colorado at home, Columbus on the road, Pittsburgh on the road, Sharks and Canucks. Yeah, they don't have a bad – they've got a pretty – Yeah, it doesn't look too bad. I don't like those games against Colorado. I mean, they've got more of just games that mean stuff. Like, these games right. against Colorado, uh, they've got a game against L.A., Vegas, Dallas. Um, I mean, those games are going to be important. Yeah. But yeah. it's not It's not the worst schedule. You're right. The difficulty of schedule, man, Nashville's looking at the end of the fucking I think, barrel. I think Nashville is definitely going to have a fucking bear on their hands. Looking at L.A., last team that we would care about. Um, Edmonton, Minnesota, Chicago, Colorado, Columbus, Ducks, Hawks, Ducks, Seattle, Vancouver. Yeah, cool. that's a 
LA, LA might sneak in just based LA on might the sneak in. Here. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, Oilers is going to be a tough game because they're they're. I mean, both of them need those playoff points. Uh, Minnesota will be a tough one. Chicago's nothing. Colorado will probably play them hard. Columbus is not. They're trying, but they're not. They're out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Ducks are out of it. Chicago's out of it again. Ducks, Seattle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last their last five games are teams that are on the outside looking in. Yeah, I just strength of yeah. schedule. Strength of schedule. Um, just based on it, man. Nashville's the one that really worries me. Nashville worries me, especially just seeing LA's. LA would have been my other team that I would have considered saying dropping out just because I don't like their game. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching them play a couple games recently, but with that schedule, they they should be fine. Yeah. Oh, uh, if there was, if you off. if you thought there was any, well, okay, t- you tell me if this is a bad schedule or not. Um, just just for shits and giggles, uh, Winnipeg, they've got uh, Red Wings on on the sixth. Uh, the Avs after that, these are both at home. Then they play Ottawa, Montreal, so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seattle, good. Mm-hmm. And then and then Florida, Tampa, New York, Carolina, Colorado. Yuck. That's, so, how, they, that's how they end their season is those five? Uh, last two games. So, okay, it, go, it goes, okay, so rapid fire. Detroit, Colorado, Ottawa, Montreal, Seattle, Florida, Tampa, New York, Carolina, Colorado, Philly, Calgary. So, no. um, Their last one, two, three, four, five, six of their seven last games are going to be tough. So. and they're six points out of the wild card right now. Yeah, they're that, they're that, done. I, they're done. They're out. Yeah, they're done. It, it, the only way is they pull off. You know, they win five hundred of those tough games, and they get every point they can against the gimmies of Detroit, Ottawa, Montreal, and Seattle. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're you're bound to lose to one of them just for fluke's sake. You know. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't yeah, think I, I, I don't. Out. Sorry, Jets fans. I don't think that. I don't think that that's gonna happen. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's a lost year, guys. I don't think you've just got too many teams in front of you with decent enough schedules. Uh, Vegas is, you know, they're, they're going to benefit a lot from that decent schedule. Same with Dallas. Um, in fact, of these teams, I think the easiest schedule is probably Vegas. Yeah, probably, probably Vegas and, or LA and LA. Yeah. I think LA is probably the easiest than, than Vegas and, uh, yeah, Nashville's the hardest. Okay. And, so yeah. Vegas seven, three, seven and three in the last 10 wins five in a row. What do, you, what do you got? What do you give me your picks? Who's making the playoffs? Uh, I really don't. I I think it's going to be Vegas and Dallas in the. Or let, let me rephrase that. I think Vegas will slide into the number three spot. Oh, okay. Um, I think really get this shit together with even with an easy schedule. I think LA is going to pull into that first wild card spot, and then I think Dallas is going to be. Uh, the second wild card spot. I think Nashville drops out, and that's what we see. So you're going to have a Colorado, Minnesota, St. Louis, obviously, Calgary, Edmonton, then Vegas, okay, then L.A., then Dallas. That's my guess. Okay, okay. I, yep. I don't, I don't hate that, and I think that's, I think with the with the strength of schedule, I think Nashville does drop out too. Um, I'm going to say I think the the order changes up for me. I think Vegas will probably hold on to a wild card. Mm-hmm. Um, with Dallas as well, and then Edmonton and LA just jockeying for second and third. Yeah, I, I could definitely I could definitely see Edmonton in two and LA in three. But I, I, I think I McDavid and, and Drysaitel. It's the end of the season. They're in the last ten games. I think they'll will them into 
you know, being good at the at the end of the stretch here. Mm-hmm. It's now will that save them in the playoffs? Probably not. Um, but I, I think those guys will will put the team on their back and and carry them in. Plus, I mean, yeah. you got you got a little you have a little of the scoring burden taken off with Kane, like he has he has been doing as advertised. Being a fucking loser. I mean, that's a given. But in addition <laughs> to being a fucking loser, he's also scoring. He he is picking up some secondary scoring responsibilities. Yeah, that's and that's fair. And Yamamoto has been been feeling it a little bit more. He's lately been too, he's been getting good. better too. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like I said, I think I think as much as you know, everybody likes to give shit to Edmonton because they have the best player in the world and yet they can't even make the playoffs really. Um, but it's honestly what it is, is if like that, yes, that defensive core is, is mediocre. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's, it's not broken to the point where, you know, like Toronto fans will just say, Oh, this is a fucking broken team. The only reason that they do anything is because of McDavid. It, it's not that bad, but when you have a mediocre defense, you can't, have below mediocre to below average goaltending right like you have to have your goalie has to be a like good to great to make up for your mediocre defense like they're Which, app, like yeah they just like letter like, like letter grades their offense is like a b plus to a minus their defense is probably like a c minus to a c and in that, when that, when that's the case, you need a goalie that's B plus A minus. Mm-hmm. And right now they're getting C minus to D plus goaltending. Yeah, which, yeah, that that exact template is pretty much Winnipeg, right? So even even that doesn't work where you have that really nice, you know, decent forward group and then ho hum defense and that, but they at least have, you know, Hellebuck. Hellebuck is a is a pretty decent. I mean, he's better than Koskinen and fucking. Uh, you know, but that's that's pretty much the mold of the Winnipeg Jets is what you're just talking about is where they have that goalie that kind of makes up for some of those mistakes, right? Which is end, the, you know? yeah, which is the exact opposite for Edmonton, right? Exactly. Yeah, they which don't. Is, I mean, which is like, like I'm, I don't know. Like if I'm an Edmonton fan, like I know it's 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 easy to put the blinders on and like let's let's just worry about making the playoffs. Let's just worry about making the playoffs. And like I understand that, but do you really think 40-year-old Mike Smith is going to carry this team into the Stanley Cup final? Very concerning. Like, it's it's just not going to happen. And then who's your backup? Koskinen? Mm-hmm. He's he's unreliable as fuck. You're better off pulling up Skinner. Or Stewart, or whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, I don't know why they don't. Uh, roll the dice with him. You know what you're getting with the other two. Right. Koskinen looks like he hates his life every time he goes on, on the ice. Hasn't he, like, publicly said he... Well, it was with Tippett behind the bench, but... Sure. Yeah, he's basically like, well, you know, I, I can't score the goals, too. You know, he's just pissy. Right. Oh, shit. It's like, I mean, you're, it's like you're not wrong, but on the same time, like, with your save percentage, you can't be talking that. You can't be making that point. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? I mean, I'm curious now. Let me, look at, let me look at their stats real quick, and then we can, we can start thinking about signing off. Goalies. Miko Koskinen is sitting on a .902 save percentage and a 3.10 goals against. That's not great. No, it's like no, it's your .920 goal unless you're Jordan Bennington. Uh, <laughs> .92. Yeah, and we're seeing that's biting them in the ass. Um, that's going to be a concern for St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting into the play, I mean, Billy Huso sounds like he's the number one guy there, but 
um yeah you're not you're just you're not you're not winning you're not getting the Stanley Cup final you're not even getting past the first round with 0.902 save percentage right and Mike Smith's at 0.897 yum that is really bad what a all right, last last thing we'll check. What's Stuart Skinner at? He's not even on here. What? Stuart Skinner. Uh, Stuart Skinner, clicking on him now. Okay, he was on like a side, a side thing. Um, no, this is like oh, it took me just to, it just took me to the fucking regular. I got you. you got it. Yeah, so this year he in 13 games played, he is 2.62 with a .913 save percentage. This guy should be fucking starting. I mean, he's better than the other fucking two. Yeah, I know it's only 13 games, but he's got yeah. You got to give him a shot. Yeah, he's got to get a little bit of time. You got to give him a shot because like I understand, I don't know. I 40-year-old goaltender, I just it's he Mike Smith is not Ryan Miller. Yeah, that's that is true. He's a <laughs> He's a totally different human being. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Chance. In fact, that is correct. Uh, Mike Smith is not Ryan Miller. He doesn't, like, pull a mask off, and he's like, Aha! Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> Thought I retired from the Ducks? Nope. <laughs> oh, man, he retired from the Ducks at the right time, huh? Yeah, it's just, I, I don't know. It's There are some, goal, like, elite goaltenders, yes. you can You can pull off another run with B plus to B level hockey. It like flurry flurry. Now, if this was, if this was 40 year old Mark Andre flurry, I'd be having a different conversation. Mm-hmm. This is a different conversation. That's yeah, a better goalie, a better goal. But th- that's what I'm saying. Like we have like there, I don't know. I'm just, I'm kind of a history guy on it where unless you're anticipating a fluke or like a resurgence, like Mike Smith has never been, at any point in his career, would you ever say that Mike Smith was elite? He had a couple of good seasons, but I don't, I don't know if I would necessarily consider him elite. Well, but, ever. Okay, put it this way: Was he ever in consideration for a Vesna? I know he hasn't won one. Uh, Do you think he was a, ever nominated a for a Vesna? And I, I'm gonna—I don't know the answer, but I'm gonna say no. Yeah, I would go. I—I w- I don't think it's out of. He the was on—he was on Calgary for a while, and that team was not good when he was on that team yeah i think his best years were in arizona uh but even then not good uh, he wasn't (laughs) he wasn't getting any nominations for vesna and fucking arizona yeah no i mean his best season was a 2.21.93 which is pretty damn good but that's that is i mean everything else doesn't even come that's a good that's a good season but but he's but he's He's never been when I when I'm sitting here thinking about elite goaltenders, like he's never been in the top five, right? In my in my humble opinion, yeah. No, that's, I, you uh, could even make an argument that he hasn't even been in the top ten. Yeah, I, that's totally fair. I have no like with rebuttal with, for that. Yeah, just off the top of my head, I mean, Gibson, Holtby in his prime, Flurry, um. You know, Bobrovsky at certain times when he turns it on. Um, what's that, some other goaltender? Oh, Vazzy, obviously. Yeah, Vazzy's a fucking beast. Yeah, um, like, and that's and that's just five off the top of my head that are not Mike Smith. Right. Yeah. Gr- uh, uh, gr- fucking Grubauer. T- Grubauer, you know? 
with Colorado. I mean, he's had some solid seasons. Varlamov in his prime. True. Yep. Not, not, not now, obviously. Nah. Oh, man. Holy crap. Almost two hours, dude. Yeah, it's a big episode. For one, people aren't used to us doing these every week. And then no. two, now they're going to try to listen to a two-hour episode. Like, we're just losing fans. We got to give the people what they want, but to, <laughs> but more. But more of it. You're gonna. All right, we're trying to go. Let's go to three hours. You want to hit three? Yeah, we can. I can. I, I've been I talking for two on. hours. <laughs> I could talk for another two hours. Not proud or mm-hmm. tired. Yeah. No, I got pay. I got papers to sign in the morning for a house, so I got to get going here. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, everybody, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, we are really working hard to get you an episode once a week, um, giving you the giving you the good. The good hockey talk, you know that, mm-hmm. you know that, you know that good hockey talk. Nice and salty. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like a like a smelling salt to the face. Oh, love Oof. it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. Make fond memories. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Um, please, uh, please subscribe to us on whatever podcatcher you listen to us to. Uh, any app that you have, um, we're listed on pretty much all of them. So, uh, give us give us a subscription or a like so you can get all the episodes when they come out. And uh, we'll we'll get a little better at uh, updating social media, so you guys can get notifications on that, and uh, maybe even you know seeing seeing some of us seeing our uh, our stupid opinions in writing. Hey, uh, yeah, that's a little risky though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then we're then we're tied to it. That's right. Then people can find us easier. Mm-hmm. It's very fair. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll uh, we'll see you next week.